Live from the I-10 corridor, it's the Dave Nemo Show. The gang of three joining us on the program this morning from Crete and Schaefer. Tim Ashoff, of course, is going to be with us along with owner-operator Russ Dillon. We're going to find out why, how, and when Russ became an owner-operator and how's it been going so far and what maybe the future kind of looks like. And Isaac Phillips is going to be joining us, too. He's Crete's director of the owner-operator program. The gang of three from Crete coming on in just a little bit as we continue into this Tuesday. Well, of course, Tim Ashoff is with us here on the program this this morning from Crete Schaefer. And Tim, good morning. Good morning, Dave. It's a, it's a great day here at Crete and Schaefer. We've, we've plowed through January, and we're, we're going to ignore whatever the groundhog says, and we're ready for uh, moving into spring. Well, forget about Punxsutawney Phil. He, he don't know what he's talking about. General Beauregard Lee, Ph.D., in Atlanta says in early spring, we're going with, uh, with Bo. We're going with Bo. I'm going with Bo, too. <laughs> well, I mentioned the gang of three, and uh, I'd like you to uh, maybe do a quick introduction for uh, Russ and Isaac, and then we're going to kind of drill into what these guys are doing. Sure, yeah, it's great to have Russ and Isaac here this morning. Uh, Russ Dillon, he's an owner-operator with us. He's actually been a driver with us for 11 years, but has spent the last six years on our owner-operator fleet purchasing a, purchasing a truck from us uh, six years ago. He's from Boise, Idaho. He's married and has uh, six grandkids that uh, we're just learning about. Some of these got some athletes in his family, baseball players, golf players, just a good all-around guy. Then Isaac Phillips, he's been with us, our team, for a number of years in different uh, roles here, but most recently is the director of our owner-operators and our driver development fleet. So he helps uh, lead the team and provide the support needed for uh, drivers like Russ. Wow. Well, thank you so much for bringing those guys to the program here this morning. Isaac, uh, welcome. Morning, Dave. Good to be on with you. You know, uh, I've said this about a thousand times, but it's the first time I'm going to say it this year. Um, and, and it might be a good way to kind of just get a, a general gist of the state of owner-operatorship. When I started in truck and radio, and everybody knows where I'm going here, but when I started in truck and radio back in 1972, the conventional wisdom in the industry was that the owner-operator is a thing of the past. And here we are 40-plus years later talking to the director of the owner-operator program with an owner-operator. So, in other words, that that uh, uh, stigma, I guess, has just it, it, it's been false all, all the way through. Where do you see owner-operatorship in you, from your own standpoint, growing, shrinking, about the same? What are some of the things that you see on your uh, radar? You know, I really do see it growing, especially in the last couple of years. Um, you know, I guess I date back here to 05, and I remember the recession in 07, 08, and everything kind of stayed stagnant. But, you know, with the with freight picking up and, and the rates really starting to level out, there's been a lot more interest in, you know, people purchasing their own trucks and getting into business for themselves. And, you know, we've nearly doubled our owner-operator number here the last couple of years. So I think it's really headed in the right direction. And, and uh, you know, if somebody really – you know, crunches their numbers and has a has a good business plan laid out. I think there's a pretty good opportunity for success there. Yeah, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's a team effort, isn't it? 
It is. It really is. You know, we've got, uh, you know, it, it takes good driver, good owner operator with a business sense, but at the same time, we've got a lot of resources in here with, you know, dispatch and fleet management and, and safety and some different departments that really help guide the way. So, Indeed, indeed. Well, Russ, welcome to the program and uh, thanks for being with us this morning. Thanks, Dave. It's good to be here. Now, you've been uh, on the road, off the road since 1982, so you've kind of been there, done that. Um, so you, you, 11 years ago, you decide to uh, go on with Crete. Now you're an owner-operator. When, when did that decision come about? When you joined up with Crete, did you have that in mind at the time, or is it something that kind of developed or kind of sprung on you one day? Kind of give us a little bit of the timeline as you uh, developed into the owner-operator program. Well, it's kind of been uh, my idea for the for the get-go there, Dave. It was, uh, uh, I'm kind of one of those guys that likes to be on my own, be my own boss, that type of thing, and, and uh, I'm... <laughs> I don't like to be told what to do most of the time, but uh, it's you know that way I can tell myself what to do, and and uh, I have to deal with my own mistakes. But uh, anyway, it's I started out as a company driver, and uh, they had a great program here at Crete, which I couldn't pass up. I, I uh, they they have the the finance company here and everything like that. It's it's totally different than some of these other companies that do lease purchase, and uh, where you're you're pretty much bound to that uh, that payment where this is more of a just a purchase outright type program. And so it's you, you got a little skin in there, you got to put a little down payment on it on the truck and everything and and then that way you're uh, you know, you're 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 basically your own owner. And uh, that that makes a big difference cuz they actually put your name on the on the uh, the title and the lease agreement and everything. So I mean, you can even put your own name on the truck, which is a good deal. And and I guess they do that with the lease operators too, but it's not uh, it's not the same uh, going in in that aspect. But anyway, uh, I I decided that I wanted to do this years ago as an owner operator because I, I wanted the freedom to be able to uh, go home when I wanted to. As a company driver, they kind of pretty much want you to stay out there, you know, a certain amount of time. And and as an owner operator, you can go home whenever you want to. So that was one of the big things that that really sold me um and i've got like you came on earlier and said about the six grandkids i've got grandkids that we my wife and i like to go and, and visit with and and uh, i've got a grandson that pitches baseball and in college baseball and so we like to travel around and watch him play games and that type of thing over in the northwest so it's it's just one of those things where i wanted that freedom to be able to do that and uh, so it's 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 been a real good uh uh business for me uh as far as you know the the money situation is is a lot better now since the truck has been paid off of course mm -hmm. i don't have that payment overhead but mm -hmm. it uh it's it, it, that makes it a lot easier for me to be able to take a little more time off uh you know that's that's the whole thing about that is is that that time that that everybody wants to be home uh and as an owner operator you have that flexibility to be able to do that when you want to you know, Tim, uh, Russ makes a real important distinction, and to the layman, it may not be very even noticeable. There's a difference between an owner-operator and, and a lease operator. Um, one of the things that, uh, and, I, and I think Isaac kind of alluded to this, Russ certainly did, is that if 
the American entrepreneur spirit is not dead. It's never going to die. Uh, it's probably alive and well in trucking and maybe uh, computers uh, more than any place else uh, where you can start in your garage and build an empire in the computer world. You can start with one truck and build an empire in the trucking world, and you can still do that. But one of the beautiful things about trucking, uh, Tim, and I'm going to get Isaac to, to pitch in on this too, is that you can kind of practice. Uh, and what I mean by that is you can be a company driver and almost run a dummy company for a couple of years to see how it would work out if I wasn't on a property. Do you have folks that, uh, that, that, that kind of do that sort of thing, Tim? Absolutely, and, and Russ is very typical of that for us. And in fact, a lot of the drivers here come on board, and drive as a company driver for, you know, sometimes six months, sometimes closer to six years, as Russ did. And the, and the great thing about it is, um, you, you know, while our owner operators have some uh, more freedom, as as Russ mentioned, with respect to ditch dispatch and and what loads they take and when they go home, they're essentially running the same business as their as their company drivers. So when they're on board as a company driver, they can Kind of see what our freight is, what our freight flows are, um, you know, what are the, you know the quality of shippers and receivers we have that's going to help keep them moving, and then they're able to buy essentially the truck they're in. In fact, a lot of our our owner operators do buy the truck they're in as a company driver, and it is a true purchase program. We we do. They, they, the owner gets equity in the game from the beginning. They have to save up some some money for down payment, as Russ mentioned. But you do that easily as a as a company driver, and we even have a program to help company drivers save up money for that down payment. And then, yes, their names on the title. They're 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 in the game here. You know, Russ mentioned you have the freedom as an owner operator, but I think as Isaac mentioned and he mentioned as well, is is like us as Americans with freedoms comes responsibility, and that's the same as an owner operator with that freedom to go home. You still have responsibilities of the, as a businessman uh, or woman to to make sure you uh, are able to pay the bills, keep the truck maintained, do the things that a business owner would, and, and that's really where we also try to support our owner operators and helping them be that effective business person. Where along, and I asked Russ about a timeline, Isaac. Where along, let's take Russ for example. Where along a, a timeline that Russ, uh, in other words, a guy decides, hey, I think I'm going to try this ownership deal. Where do you come in on the timeline in terms of your personal involvement with uh, a man or woman who is making that decision? Yeah, you know, really to Tim's point, we try to, you know, have someone be here as a company driver just to make sure that, that uh, you know, Crete Schaefer is a good fit for them. And once we know that that person's interested in being an owner-operator, you know, whether they put the bug in or error at orientation or call us after six months or a year or whatever the time may be, uh, we have a way of really going back and, and drilling down into, you know, how many miles that person ran that year, you know, what their average trip length was, their deadhead, you know, what their insurance costs need are, you know, whether it's truck insurance, health insurance, you know, plates, permits, all their sort of expenses and put together, you know, what their budget would have looked like for that past, you know, whether it be six months, year, two years, uh, four years in Russ's case, but, uh, you know, really drill down into the numbers and let them know what the difference would have been, you know, income wise as an owner uh, compared to a company driver and really let them weigh the pros and cons. 
Are there some percentages, and, and this may be an unfair question, it's probably unexpected, but let's say um, how many out of, I don't know, 100 or so do you say, you know what, this is not right for you? I mean, and it's not right for everybody. What, what kind of uh, percentages make it, go into it and make it, and those that you're saying, you know what, why don't you either wait a little while or it's just, you're just not going to be a small business owner. Let's you know, right off the bat. Do you, do you have that situation occur? You know, we don't have a, a real percentage type number on that, but there definitely are the cases. I mean, you know, there's drivers that have been here for 20, 30 plus years that are, you know, they're getting close to retirement and it really just doesn't make a, you know, good business sense for them to, you know, start up their own company at that point. Or, you know, maybe there's some people that are too new into the game and, and, you know, a little green, you know, behind the ears and just really need to have a better grasp of the industry before they make that jump. So, you know, that's where we've got a couple people here in the office that uh, you know really help develop that person's business and and we've developed an owner operator business class for you know some of those people that are either already owner operators or interested in being owner operators and and trying to get them all the good information so they can you know make the best educated uh, decision for themselves so. well absolutely you want to know then and not later, that's for sure. Uh, Russ, um, there's, there's a great old uh, Justin Wilson story, and I'll just kind of go get right to the heart of it. It's about these two teenagers. They're in a car, bench seat. She's snuggled up against him. He's got one arm around her and one arm on the wheel, half doing two jobs. And uh, I, I kind of want to use that as a jumping off point into uh, how you are managing your business while you're on the road. You know, driving the truck, taking care of the load, making your schedules, taking care of weather, blah, 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 blah. There's so much to do as a driver. And then all of a sudden, you're a business owner. How do you manage your business while you're on the road? Well, a lot of it, you know, the technology has helped a lot, Dave. I mean, it's, you know, you've got access on your phone where you can do all your accounts and everything like that. Uh, so I, that's really helped me as far as that goes. But uh, as far as manage, managing my business, uh, I don't I don't have a lot of worries because a lot of it is done through Crete. So it's it's not a it's not a major issue as far as that goes, because the, the, the I don't have to look for the loads. Uh, other than, you know, they'll, they'll throw me uh, two or three load offers or something like that. So I don't have to worry about searching freight or anything like that. It's usually pretty available uh, most times uh, through Crete. And so I, that's, that's one of the, the headaches that you don't have to worry about through, you know, being a, uh, an owner operator with a big fleet uh, corporation type company. And uh, so it's, it, that helps um, tremendously there. As far as the maintenance goes, that type of thing, why well, I, I try to usually get into the the Crete uh, shops, that type of thing, to help with the uh, the cost factors because their their uh, their their labor rates are so much lower than than out on the road. I mean, you're looking at 150 dollars an hour in most shops today, as compared to I think we're paying somewhere around 60, 70 bucks an hour for labor costs in in uh, in a Crete shop. They won't do any of the major repairs, so we've got some some shops that we hit. You know, as far as that goes, in some of the Detroit shops, so I've got a Detroit engine, and I'll go to a Detroit shop. They'll give me Crete's labor rate, which is you know substantially lower than you know forty dollars an hour lower than than the major 
than the major rate. So anyway, that, that helps as far as that goes. And, and so the worry isn't quite there as much when you're working for a big corporation like this, you know, and, and, and so I, I really don't have any problems with it as far as, you know, the, the business aspect goes, because there's, it's, I know that I can rely on Crete to kind of help me out or, or Crete and Schaefer. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I need to throw that little in there, but uh, I don't have to worry about it quite as much because I know that I've got the backing of the big company. Well, the thing of it is, is that, um, Tim, even if you are totally out on your own with no attachment to a a fleet, you're still going to have to have a a network of people uh, working with you. I mean, there's no such thing as just doing it all by yourself. I don't know that there ever was, but there certainly isn't now. No, you're right. I mean, certainly with the environment we live in, with uh, some of the additional regulatory requirements that there are, some of the safety requirements there are, the the tax accounting requirements that there are, that, that, um, you know, as as Russ mentions with technology, that can be, um, you know, a saving grace, but it also uh, can mean you have to do some more work to ensure you're compliant because there's more ways for for the government agencies to ensure you are. So you have to do some more due diligence in, in that piece. And so, you know, we do try to help our owners with that because we know um, that can be a challenge. Uh, We do partner up with some um, um, tax companies to help us provide that service for, you know, our owner operators as well, because the uh, last thing you want to do is, is uh, you know, go out there, work hard, make your truck payments, get some equity in a truck, start to own your truck, and then realize maybe you didn't do some things right with uh, Uncle Sam or otherwise, and you get the, the knock on the door saying, hey, you, you didn't do these taxes right, we need to, you know, charge you a bunch of uh, back fees and other things for that. So it is your business, and, and you do have a lot of things you do really have to ensure you have your thumb on, and our goal is to help ensure you know all those things and provide you avenues to do that in a simple way. Isaac, I wanted to ask you, um, and and I'm going to kind of set this up too, as I did with the uh, the great Justin Wilson uh, thing about half doing two jobs. I've always loved that line. Um, But some of the biggest names in trucking trucking and uh, other uh, areas too, some of the biggest names started their companies in the depths of the depression of the 1930s and i guess conventional wisdom would say wait a minute that's the worst possible time to do anything so uh, is there a good time a bad time does it make any difference how do you gauge uh in terms of when is a good time to become an owner operator is it about the individual is it about time of year is it about what the markets are doing what freight is doing uh or is it all of the above or none of the above you know, I'd say it's all the above. Um, you know, it's, it's really where somebody's at individually, you know, whether they're at a, a spot in their life and have some extra funds, you know, available to support that business. You know, the economy and, and that type of thing, it's, you know, it's, it's a guessing game for a lot of people out there. So, you know, you're never going to find the ideal time. You know, sometimes you just have to be as prepared as you possibly can and, and make that, uh, you know, educated, edu- educated jump. Um, 
you know, and that's and that's where I think we we try to do as much as we can to to try to make sure that you know folks that are interested in doing this are as educated as they possibly can, and and are utilizing a lot of our different partnerships that we have out there. You know, whether it's you know warranty companies, you know tax services, um, you know help with permits type things, and and uh, you know just take a lot of the weight off off people's backs. You know, you know Russ and a lot of the owner operators out there. The last thing they want to do after being out on the road three four days is is sit at home and do two days of paperwork, you know, getting all their receipts entered and their their taxes caught up and and all that type of stuff done. So, you know, when they take their time off, we want them to be able to relax and and spend that time with their family. So, you know, I guess, uh, you know, to your point, it's kind of all the above and then just where somebody's at in their personal life. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we only got a, about a minute left or so. Russ, I want to kind of uh, give you the last word here. I, I would imagine that uh, some of the company drivers, Eric Crete, Schaefer, uh, talked to you about this. So what advice would you give to company drivers out there that are thinking of becoming an owner-operator? Well, a lot of them are worried about whether or not they get enough uh, freight to, to make the payments and that type of thing. And, and so I, you know, I reassure them that, that there's always been freight with Creed. Every time I've, you know, had to sit or something like that, they may end up having to, you know, I might have a, a little more deadhead or something like that to get to where the freight is, but I've never had any problems with uh, staying busy with Creed. And, and uh, as far as jumping into the business, uh, they've got to have a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I would say a little background and, and, uh, Financial type of you know being able to run numbers and and know know exactly what what kind of money they're looking at as far as that goes. But I uh, I <laughs> I really wouldn't uh, I wouldn't discourage anybody. You know a lot of these guys say that they they've been owner operators before and it it hasn't worked out for them. But there's a reason it didn't, and that's maybe they need to search and and find out why it didn't work for them. But I can't see any reason you know. As long as you have a little business savvy, that there isn't any reason that somebody can't make this work. Russ, thank you so much for taking time to be with us here this morning. Russ Dillon, Isaac Phillips, Director of Owner Operator, the Owner Operator Program there at Crete. Thank you for your insight. And Tim Ashoff, as always, thanks for being with us and thanks for bringing uh, Russ and Isaac to the program today. Great to be on. Thanks for uh, sharing some information about, uh, as you said, one of the last ways to really experience the American dream in a, in a pretty uh, relatively simple way. Still open uh, open market out there for drivers to become owner-operators. Indeed. We'll see you in March. Sounds great. <laughs>